Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Football Frenzy. The beat drop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's good? What's good? It's your boy, the closer here. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. You know what it is. I was a a spitting speed line right there. What's good? Welcome to Fantasy Football Frenzy, soon to be Fantasy Frenzy, I guess. Um, you know, no Corey, no exec, no Jim Day. I'm assuming they're hungover from the holidays, I don't know. But we do have the the real executive, Mr. Sussman, Greg Sussman. Yeah, 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 yeah! <laughs> Goon get- Squad, what up? He's going to open up on the frenzy right here for the yeah, on the spot. opener. You're the closer on the <laughs> opener. <laughs> the opener and the closer here. There you go. So I hope every I know the Goon Squad did well in their uh, in their championships in Week 16. Uh, the BFFs. Uh, I know you, some of you guys got championships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Frankie, Fra- Frankie won the Carton League. Mm-hmm. So we uh, our 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 thing obviously. We're 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 good. Nice, good. I'm glad everybody won uh, won their ships and got that cash. Um, I won a little cash. I didn't do too well. I'm going to be honest about right. that. It happens, though. You know, it is what it is. But I do want to give some awards out for fantasy in particular. Not MVP, you know, Pat Mahomes, this, that, and the other thing. I'm talking about fantasy awards. And I'm talking about guys. We all know who the best player, what, you know, players were at each position, pretty much. Like, we know Mahomes was the best quarterback, right? No, no matter for six point, four point, doesn't matter. Who's the best? He was the best. Uh, but I want to do like a the breakout quarterback of the year. Who we think it is? All right. So um, is that not Mahomes? He broke out. He did break out. But maybe we'll give another one. And then you got okay. rookie, rookie quarterback of the year. Sure. Like, uh, maybe Baker. I don't know. We'll see who it is. And then also like a a comeback quarterback of the year. Somebody who All right. who's I like been that. off the wagon. I like that. And we'll do that for each position. Okay. And then we'll take your calls, 844-843-6879 later in the program. But let's start with quarterbacks. Let's start with quarterbacks. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's start with the breakout quarterback of the year. Now, Pat Mahomes, you can say Pat Mahomes, but he was the best quarterback of the year. Do you want to make it non-Patrick Mahomes division? Non-Patrick Mahomes division. All right. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Six-point passing, four-point pass, doesn't matter. Who is your breakout quarterback of the year? I want to hear it in the Goon Squad chat as well. So you want, you want me to take, go first? I want you to start, yeah. Right. For me, breakout quarterback of the year. Jared Goff. Jared Goff this year, fourth, he, he's not just, I, I know it's the goon squad, right? It's a frenzy, so I got to say he's just like another guy like, like Corey. Mm-hmm. But Goff threw for 4,500 yards during this fantasy season, 28 touchdowns, and I get it. He's just the guy for the Rams. Anybody could do it, but he did it. He is the quarterback on the Rams. He was the guy that Frank had ranked as like his 20th ranked quarterback coming into the year. He didn't cost you anything on draft day. You picked him up early on in the year, and all he's done is provide touchdown after touchdowns for you. I know the last uh, few weeks haven't been so good, uh, but to me, he's breakout, you're breakout quarterback of the year. Fortunately, like I said, the playoffs have sucked. He has thrown one touchdown in the last three weeks. But before that, he was awesome, so I'll go with Jared Goff. Jared Goff, and that's a good one. 
I mean, he was quarterback number nine, I believe, in six-point passing leagues, uh, depending on your interceptions, too, and stuff like that. Quarterback number nine, that's pretty breakout to me. I mean, you drafted him as QB, like, 12 anyway, right? 13, something like that. So he pretty much lived up to his value, right? For me, it's more uh, a guy that people were up in, like, there were some people that were way down on him. I'm not going to lie. I was one of those people that was worried about him. And he ended up coming through for the most part, and that's Mitchell Trubisky. The Chicago Bears. And I didn't believe in the Bears before the season started. That Khalil Mack trade was huge for them. Uh, and now I do. Now I got him going to the Super Bowl. But Trubisky, to me, is the breakout quarterback year. Because, I mean, you were drafting. You weren't even drafting him, really. I mean, most people weren't drafting him. He was probably ranked 18th or something like that, right? For yeah, Trubisky didn't cost you anything. Yeah, He didn't cost you anything. And he ended up being QB number 14, according to uh, my home league, which is ESPN uh, standard scoring. Well, PPR, but quarterback, six-point passing. Uh, and he gave you a pretty solid year overall. He had that big stretch uh, from weeks four to eight that gave you like 35 fantasy points or more. Uh, then, you know, he had a down game here and there. But for the most part, he got it done for you. And in the playoffs, week 15 did pretty well. Week 16, not as much against San Francisco because he didn't have to. But he was pretty reliable throughout the whole season. And I think that's... My breakup, breakout quarterback of the year. You could say Goff, too. I think that's a close. Those two are close. I don't really see anybody else that's a candidate here. I don't think so, either. I think, I think you hit it on the nail. I think we hit the nail on the head. Yeah, here. like Prescott was 15, but, you know, I don't think that's a breakout at all, really. No, I mean, uh, I, I, like I said, listen, I think we had it. As I said, it, to me, my guy's Jerry Goff. He's in the top 10. Mitch, Mitch Trubisky didn't even finish as a QB1. So, that's why I'm pretty confident. No, no, I know. I, I was trying to pick somebody different, somebody that wasn't even in the conversation, and he almost came out as QB1. Uh, right. He missed some weeks also, so that hurt him. But overall, not a bad idea. I mean, he, did, he threw for over 2,000, um, I'm sorry, 3,000 yards, 24 touchdowns, 12 picks. The year's not over yet, so he'll end up with decent numbers, and, you know, he missed a few games as well. So now, what about rookie? Rookie quarterback of the year. To me, it's obvious. The answer is Baker Mayfield. He obviously didn't start the season. Finished as QB 17 overall on the season. And he's now made it a conversation between the rookie of the year with Saquon Barkley. And I think that just says a lot for what Baker Mayfield has done. Uh, this season beat Hugh Jackson twice after uh, having him fired as the head coach. To me, no-brainer. The rookie quarterback of the year is Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Yeah, I think that you can't really even debate this one. I know Lamar Jackson has come around and has been good lately, uh, but he came up too late. Like, he came into the game too late. Like, Flacco didn't get benched till, what was it, week? Week 10 or 11, right? Yeah, something like that. So, it was too late for him to make t that big of an impact. But he, to me, he's one of the candidates. I think he was great. Josh Allen, of course, until he, you know, dudded it kind of for us this past week. Um, but Baker has the full you know, of almost a full season's worth of, of stats that contribute to this. And at first, wasn't so great, but as the season went along, because I had him on one of my teams, he started getting better and better. And now I think you could say, I would say he's a top 12 quarterback going into next year. I think it's going to be on the cusp. I think it's yeah. going to be on the cusp, yeah. On the cusp, okay. So QB2, high-end QB2, we'll say. Sure. But I, I'd be willing to draft him. Um, and then, did I say, oh, comeback. Quarterback of the year. I think this one's obvious too, man. I yeah, think, it's I think, pretty obvious, right? I think, I think it's Andrew Luck. And I think what Andrew Luck has done, basically not playing football for years at this point, to come back and after that players only meeting when this team was one and four, one and five, to come back and just put up 
multiple, multiple games in a row with three or four touchdowns to really carry teams to fantasy championships. Uh, I think this is better than anyone could have expected. He finishes the year as the QB, what, four? seven? I, I have him seven I guess, in four-point mm-hmm. four leagues. Um, seven overall, uh, four-point playing, six-point touchdown leagues. Mm-hmm. That's just remarkable. Um, I know he rose back up draft boards by the time we went live in early September. Let's get a top 10 quarterback finish for Andrew Luck. Very, very impressive. I think, he's, I think it, it, Luck's one of the guys. And if you want to name another guy, I think there's one more that's also the right answer here. Yeah, I, know, I think I know who you're going to talk about. Andrew Luck, 67, uh, 67% completion percentage, 4,300 yards right now, 36 touchdowns, 14 picks. I mean, that's a comeback. I mean, even, but 2016 was the last time he played close to a full season. Missed all of 2017. I think that's pretty huge. He did better than he did in 2016. Uh, pretty much across the board. So, comeback play of the year, I think it's obvious, but I think that other guy you're talking about, Matty Ice? It's not, actually. No, no Matty Ice. Matt, Matt, Ryan, I mean, Matt Ryan was great, and he was amazing, arguably better than his MVP season. He finishes as a number three quarterback overall. Mm-hmm. It means Deshaun Watson, right? Dude, towards his ACL, finishes as a top five quarterback. I know this team was 0-3. Mm-hmm. Now it's headed to the playoffs, and... Listen, Sean Watson was spectacular as soon as he got healthy. He got off to a struggling start because he was working his way back, right? His first football in a year. Sean Watson finishing his top five quarterback after tearing his ACL. Very impressive. Yeah, that is very impressive. The thing is, with me, with Deshaun Watson, is that it's not really like a comeback to... I guess it is because he came back from the injury, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But we were all hyped about him no matter what. Like, we knew that this guy was talented. He was doing good while he was playing. We did, but you had to think a touchdown regression was coming. And while it did, the dude threw for 26 touchdowns and 9 interceptions on the year. I mean, it's crazy. Great player. And this is a definite, I think... Top five QB for years to come. I think so, too. And Aaron Rodgers, by the way, who everyone killed this year. We didn't, we didn't even want to start him, really, uh, the last few weeks. You know he's only throwing two interceptions on the year? Really? 25 touchdowns, two interceptions. Yeah, and we're bashing him, yeah. We're bashing him. <laughs> well, I mean, 20, 25 touchdowns. That's that, not so That's good. not so much him. Deshaun Watson I mean? only threw 26. Deshaun Watson went what? Only threw 26. But how many did he run for, I wonder? He ran for four. Aaron Rodgers rushed for two last week. Okay, so he has 30. Watson will probably end up with, you know, 33 or something like that. Uh, that's a great year. But, you know, Rodgers, you expect 35 almost every year. I mean, 25 for Rodgers, 26 for Watson. So, yeah, yeah, it's close. It's close. Um, my, my guy t- to me is Matt Ryan because Matt Ryan ended up, according to my scoring, as QB3. Mm-hmm. QB3. Which, you know, he had a lull at some point in, in the year, pretty recently, actually. Uh, but listen to this year. So he, had, he has a 69% completion percentage. Super high. Ridiculously high. Um, 4,500, over 4,500 total yards. So standard for an elite quarterback. Um, 33 touchdowns, 6 picks. The year before, he had 20 touchdowns, 12 picks. He had an awful year. It barely threw for over 4,000 yards for him. You know what I mean? And the year before that was his MVP year where he threw 38 touchdowns, seven picks. He's very close to that. I mean, you know, he's very close to that MVP season. So I think he deserves a little credit for having a comeback year. This is a guy we were drafting as QB, you know, 14 or something like that. It will depend. Some people were drafting him at like the 10 spot. Some were drafting him as low as 15. He was in that range. And he ended up as a QB1 top end. By the way, speaking of quarterbacks, the Giants, we, we obviously both Giants fans talking about the Giants all year long needing a quarterback. One less quarterback option they'll have in the 2019 draft. Justin Herbert announced he's returning to Oregon oh, for no. his senior season. And that was probably going to be the projected first quarterback off the board. Correct. Now what do the Giants do? I kind of want to talk about this. <laughs> it's your show, man. You want to talk about it. Talk whatever you want. 
I mean, we get Bridgewater, or we get Carr, or we get something like that. Dwayne Haskins is probably the first quarterback off the board. He comes out. I don't like this class, man. It's terrible. I kind of want to wait for Tua. Might as well at this point, right? Twenty twenty. But the thing, yeah, because they're gonna they're saying they're gonna play Eli next year, right? So that sounds like maybe let's get Tua in two in you know twenty nineteen. What if they don't get Tua? Twenty uh, twenty. If they don't get Tua, you get Justin Herbert next year, right? That's what that. That's what yeah, one of those, one of those good quarterbacks. Because you know you got a couple quarterbacks that should be coming in that be might be ready that aren't. You know, uh, I think that's kind of rough. All right, running backs, the big one, the tough one, I would say. You know, yeah, they were all over the place this year, but. Start with the breakout. All right. We're going to get a wrestler here, by the way, because they're, they're at the garden right across the street right now. That's where we have to leave us. All right. Um, so, you know, Dead in Versa today, though. Yeah, it is dead. But the Absolutely. Right, the dead. Aren't, oh, I should have texted you. Whatever. All right. <laughs> uh, your, break, your breakout running back, that's what you wanted? Yeah, breakout running back of the year. All right. Breakout running back of the year for me. I'm going to try to keep them separate and not have the same answer twice. Um, so for me, your breakout running back was James Conner. You draft him at the end of drafts as a handcuff to Le'Veon Bell, and he finishes the number seven running back overall. Obviously missed the last couple of games uh, due to a, to a bad ankle sprain, but James Conner saves you desperately if you drafted Le'Veon Bell. If you didn't and you grabbed him anyway, he saved your life. He won you weeks by himself. Your breakout running back is James Conner. James Conner. I mean, that is a big one. I mean, we didn't, we didn't expect Bell to miss the whole year, but Conner got it done. More than we could have ever expected. Definitely. Way more than we could have expected. Uh, I, I, I'm cool with that. I do like, honestly, I know CMC was drafted high, but he ended up as RB1 in PPR. Right? Yeah. According to, your, according according to mine, according he's RB1. At, CMC is, um, wait, what am I looking at? I don't know if I'm looking at. Uh, I, I got him at 382.5 points total. So I guess this is non-PPR then, because I'm looking, he's got 274.5. Here we go. Maybe that's half. Uh, you, want, you want PPR? I got PPR yeah, now. PPR. All right, McCaffrey finishes number one overall. Number one overall. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Number one. And this is a guy people are worried about. Is he? Too, he's too small to run between the tackles and take you know three hundred carries. Um, is, you know, there's a lot of question marks because you know they thought he was more of the pass catcher type and he was going to fit in that mold only. But he proved this year that he could do both. He proved that he's an elite running back by becoming RB one in fantasy, uh, and I think he should be a top three. At the very least, a top three pick in fantasy next year. You agree with that? Uh, so, I've PPR. Heard, so I've heard everybody saying that this week, that he's a locked top three guaranteed. Mm-hmm. I think the answer is yes. I think he is. I think the top three is McCaffrey, Gurley, and Saquon. Yes. But I think that the, the next couple are awesome as well. Your Ezekiel Elliott's, your Le'Veon Bells, your Melvin Gordon's, your Alvin Kamara's. Like, that next three running backs is also amazing. Yeah. So, it's really not too far off of a tier. No, it's not. It's, it's not as far as I think as it has been, right? Like, this year it was kind of like Gurley and Le'Veon and then everybody else. Well, David Johnson and, and Zeke, right? That was four. the top four, but I always yeah. thought, like, no one was taking Zeke and David Johnson ahead of those two. Right. To me, when you have CMC, Gurley, and Saquon, like, those three can go in any order. Yes. And I, and I think that's what makes it interesting. It is. It, you're right. I agree with you. I mean, I think most people are going to go Gurley because they feel safer that way. Sure. And, and there's no, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I think Barkley is the guy I would want to own as the number one overall. Uh, and McCaffrey to me, too. Like, in a PPR, you know the floor is beautiful because of their pass-catching ability. Like, you're not getting a bad game from these guys. Rarely. Right. You know, rarely. So, I think that, I mean, CMC had how many? Well, on this year, he had 215 carries. Now, that's not like a, a workhorse, you know, type of load, 215. But it's close. You know, he's getting there. And I think he'll 
slowly but surely reach a, a really high total. And he had 106 catches. I mean, so it doesn't matter anyway. You know, had 123 targets. I mean, this guy's a receiver and running back in one. Uh, and I think that's my breakout of the year. I mean, there's other guys you could talk about here. Like, um, I don't know if I want to say James White. You think, what do you think about James White? I mean, he, he cracked the top eight in PPR. I wouldn't say he's a breakout. Yeah, he's not a breakout. Hunt's not a breakout. Trey Cohen can count, yeah? For 13 over. Cohen, Cohen jumped up a lot of spots, but we all, I guess we knew the talent, but like, it's not like he became the, wasn't the a lead back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? It's true. But I, yeah, it wasn't as shocking as the CMC or the James Conner thing. Okay. Uh, but at the break, we got a minute left. I want, well, let's do, the, let's do the rookie real quick, and then at the break, after the break, we'll do the other one. You, you should do a rookie non-Saquon division, yeah? Rookie non-Saquon division, okay. absolutely. So for me, it's the pick of the year. It's Philip Lindsay, right? Finishes a number uh, RB1, number 12 overall is what Philip Lindsay did. Shocked the world. We talked about it last hour, how everybody thought it would be Royce Freeman that really picked up the load in Denver. Philip Lindsay outplayed him and just gained the playing time, gained the playoff time. Uh, gave a 1,000-yard rusher, uh, won people championships by being the pick of the year. Obviously, it hurts you in the finals, but Philip Lindsay, number 12 overall. He's my rookie running back of the year. Yeah, you can't. That's definitely the guy. I, I think that is the rookie of the year besides Saquon. I absolutely agree with that. I know he's out now, but he got people to championships. Uh, huge waiver wire pickup. You didn't expect that. Came out of left field. Got to give it to him. When we come back, fantasy football frenzy. We'll break down the rest of the class. Wide receivers, tight ends, and comeback player of the year. Right. If you're someone that needs fantasy sports advice every day, the Fantasy Sports Radio Network has you covered. When you download the FNTSY Sports Radio Network app, you get the top fantasy advice every single day right through the weekend. Be sure to listen to our weekend warriors like College Football Today. Welcome to College Football Today. Weekend fantasy update. They call me the fantasy Jesus. In this league, it is never short of exciting at ITL. And so much more. Download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app in the iTunes and Google Play Store now. And keep the best fantasy experts right in your pocket all day long and all week long. Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called... The IRS. And they are able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy. And I'm happy too. Thanks, tax doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-215-1727. 800-215-1727. That's 800-215-1727. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. Yeah. Mm. And that is not Fantasy Football Frenzy. It's Fantasy Commercial. Football Frenzy. 
back. 844-843-6879. Hit us up. We'll talk about whatever you want to talk about. Championship week, week 17. Next year, I don't care. We'll talk about it. Um, so back to and Slipknot. I like it, Bavona. Thank you. Slipknot. All right. So we're going to the comeback running back of the year. I feel like this is tough. This is a tough one, no? Comeback? Do you have one in mind? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I think it's easy to be honest with you. Your, right. come, your comeback running back of the year is Adrian Peterson. Finishes a top twenty <laughs> running. Finishes a top twenty running back on this season. And AP was left for dead by the New Orleans Saints midway through last year. Obviously, did well down the stretch for the Cardinals, but not this well. Um, comes in Washington a couple of weeks before the season starts, right before Darius Geis, right after Darius Geis gets hurt, and he's immediately entrusted with the starting role. And he absolutely ran rampant. Another 1,000-yard season for AP. He seemed ageless. Uh, he was a weekly RB2, finishes an RB2. It's easy, man. It's AP. AP. Yeah. I mean, he's RB17 in PPR. And he was, you know, he got it done. I mean, he had his duds, of course. He's not a PPR back. So that's going to happen. But I could see that. I, I, see, that's why I think it's tough because he's RB17 and he wasn't like consistent, consistent. He gave you good games throughout the whole season, but he had a lot of duds too. I think, uh, honestly, I liked um, Yeldon, even though he didn't play the you know, full season. Fournette came back. Fournette was in and out. Hyde came in. He still ended up as RB20 in PPR. So I think, you know, Yeldon coming back into the fold is a big thing. I think he could be a viable running back next year, uh, depending on what Jacksonville looks like. And, you know, I don't even know. They might change that whole team around at this point. Um, I don't really see anybody else that I would consider. You? Looking down the list, your break, your has comeback player of the year. There's nobody. Marlon really. Mack's interesting. Marlon Mack was hurt, I guess, down the stretch last year, right? Mm-hmm. Lamar Miller. Lamar Miller sucks. We all know that. Lamar, Lamar Miller, Miller. He had a really nice comeback year this year. He, he kind of did. Lamar Miller for sure, dude. RB24. Exactly. Top, 12, top 24 running back. Yeah, and he had a, you know, a nice hot stretch in the middle of the season right yep. there. So I want to also give a shout out to Nick Chubb, who had a great rookie year. Certainly. He's one of the rookies that should get recognition because he didn't even really start playing until week seven. Yep. So he's somebody that might have passed Philip Lindsay if he played the whole year and could be the rookie running back of the year besides the Saquon Barkley division. Mm-hmm. Uh, Let's go to the wide receiver. Let's do it. Wide receivers, baby. Breakout wide receiver of the year. Breakout wide receiver of the year. Let me look here. So your breakout wide receiver of the year for me is Juju Smith-Schuster. If it is a top 10 wide receiver, obviously we go back and forth with Antonio Brown and Juju. And listen, as a rookie, he broke out last year, but I don't know anyone thought he would be this good, especially being the number two wide receiver on his team. Mm-hmm. Uh, Juju finishes the year, uh, fantasy year, with almost 1,400 receiving yards, seven um Almost 1,400 receiving yards, six touchdowns. Uh, he was fantastic. Right up there with Julio Jones in the top 10, obviously, your boy. Juju mm-hmm. Smith-Schuster, man, your breakout, your breakout wide receiver of the year. Juju. Monster year, yeah. You know, I, I'm going to give credit, though, to all the fantasy analysts, like, as a whole here. Because I th- feel like everybody hyped him up so much, and for good reason. Because look what he did. You know, he ended up as, people were talking about drafting him before Antonio Brown, maybe, uh, coming into next year. But I don't know if that, you know, that should be the case. Uh, I still think Antonio Brown is top three at least. Uh, he was number eight, Juju Smith-Schuster. I also, I mean, I can't really say Adam Thielen's a breakout, right? No. Because he was too good last year mm-hmm. to say he's a breakout, but he had a monster year, obviously. Now he put himself into the elite class, so he did make a jump and, and made him more comfortable to, to rely on Adam Thielen because he only did it for one year. Now it's two. Um, 
I don't really see anybody else that really broke out. There's wide receivers are very consistent. Robert Robert Woods count. I mean, Robert Woods did have a great year, right? And he did surpass kind of his value. Certainly, so I guess you could say that certainly surpassed his value. Yeah, right? top ten guy. He was uh, yeah, uh, wide receiver nine. So Robert Woods could be up there, uh, and he was considered more of a wide receiver three. And he was wide receiver one talent throughout the whole year. That, mm-hmm. That's how consistent Robert Woods is. So don't sleep on guys like that. Um, I don't think there's anybody else that I see. I think most of the guys are the same. Okay. You know, me, let's move to rookie. Because then right. there's a couple of good rookies out here that I like. Um, obviously, Calvin Ridley. Right? I would say he's the rookie wide receiver. Your boy, Calvin Ridley. My boy, Calvin Ridley. You love yeah. the Falcons. Both yeah. on the same team. Both from Alabama. They are, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Calvin Ridley was awesome. He was very up and down, obviously, but no other really rookie wide receivers like truly stood out. Ridley, the only rookie wide receiver uh, to finish in the top 24 on the year. Mm-hmm. Um, no other rookie wide receiver really did anything, right? Except for DJ Moore, but at the end. Yeah. Right? At the end, DJ Moore came through. He ended up as wide receiver 39. Yeah. You know, I, but the thing is, once week uh, eight rolled around, from week eight to week 16, he had a couple, you know, like f- three or four dud games in there, but most of the weeks were good. Sure. Overall, he had a 28.7 week, 17.8. Uh, in PPR, I think this guy could be next year's breakout. Fair enough. I think that, that, that's what the conclusion I'm coming to here. Sure. Because he's got that talent. And he probably, if he played the whole year as a wide receiver one on Carolina, he might have surpassed Calvin Ridley. Ridley's been a little up and down, but I think he deserves the rookie wide receiver of the year vote. Absolutely. Because he's been doing it year, you know, the entire season. Um, but otherwise, there really isn't a lot of rookies in the wide receiver class. The wide receiver class has been pretty consistent, I feel like. You know, when, if you drafted them, um, let's go to comeback player of the year, actually, and then we'll see who jumped, like, really far yeah, from Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Who's your comeback player of the year? My comeback player of the year this season. You know, I, I know people want it to be Jordy Nelson. I don't think he did enough. Um, late, certainly, during the playoffs, during the finals, he got it done. He, no doubt about it. He got it done. But my, for me, my comeback player of the year is directly reti- uh, di- directly um, affected by Andrew Luck. It's T.Y. Hilton. T.Y. Hilton to be able to do what yep. he did. And you knew he would once Luck came back, but to see it, to finish as the number 13 wide receiver on the season, it just makes it feel more real. Give me T.Y. Hilton as my comeback player of the year. One more breakout, by the way. Tyler Boyd, also a breakout wide receiver this year. Yeah, yeah that's true. He deserves to be mentioned. Um, maybe even more. Uh, I guess you can't say more so than T.Y. Hilton. because but here's the thing with T.Y. Hilton. In 2017, he played 16 games. He only had 57 catches, 966 yards, four touchdowns. Not a T.Y. Hilton year, but that's because Andrew Luck wasn't there, you know, and that affected his game. Um, this year, or has 74 receptions, 1,200 yards, and six touchdowns. So suppressed every number that he had last year, and he still has a game to play. So uh, he did miss a couple of games this year, so that also hurt his numbers. Sure. Uh, but he deserves to be up there. I, I think there's quietly some other guys that really jumped, like you said, Tyler Boyd. Um, I think that, I'm not going to say, no, not D.D. D.D. was quietly a nice little wide receiver for people this year, too. Yeah. Mike Williams, you can't say he's a comeback. He's not. He was out the whole year. Well, he didn't play at all last year. Well, and Mike Williams is a fine comeback. I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that he did enough this year. Like, that one game was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that he did enough to make him the comeback player Overall, of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, he wasn't consistent enough. He wasn't used enough. Uh, Allen Robinson could have been a candidate. Yep. Wasn't worth the value. No. Wide receiver number 35 on the year. Uh, pretty much everybody 
was pretty standard. Yeah, for sure. Jordy Nelson dropped. Obviously, we knew that was coming. He was wide receiver 43. But nobody else really standing out here. Jarvis Landry, you know, same pretty much as he's always been, a wide receiver too. He falls in that class. I would love to give it to Amari Cooper. But you can't really say he's a comeback either. No. Can you? No. Was he good enough last year? No. He wasn't good enough last year. He wasn't good enough this year either. I think he might have been good enough this year. I hate that. I mean, he's... What did he do the last two weeks? He's wide receiver 17. And right now. Mm-hmm. In PPR. I'm with you. I think he deserves a little recognition for it since he came to the Cowboys. I know he's sure. fallen off a little bit lately, but this is a guy you should look for next year as a wide receiver too. I think it's a pretty solid pick. Uh, but... Yeah, comeback player of the year has got to go to T.Y. Hilton. And kudos to Tyler Boyd as well. Yep. Monster year. Sure. Didn't draft him at all either. Tight ends. Last one. We get to the tight ends. Breakout. Tight end of the year. This is a mixed group. This is a weird, this is a really weird group. Odd group. group. Misfits. It's weird because I don't know that there's a breakout tight end, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. I I look at this list. I don't think there's a breakout tight end. None of them broke out, in my opinion. Mm. Like maybe George Kittle. Kittle. Kittle count? I think you got to give it a Kittle, yeah. Okay, so George Kittle's your That's a breakout. Tonight. Yeah. All right. He didn't really do anything last year. I mean, people were high on him last year. Right. But I don't think it, they expected necessarily this and where he was going in drafts. Fine. So George Kittle's the obvious breakout. Yeah, because he was drifting like round 11 or 12 in your drafts. Sure. Now he's a top three tight end. Yeah. He's tight end three, actually. So yep. uh, the other two, Kelsey and Ertz, are your MVP tight ends, obviously. No doubt about it. Co. I would give him co MVPs. They're both absolutely outstanding this year and deserve to be. Considered a second, third round pick. Yep. Absolutely. So we're going to say Kittle's the breakout of the year. You could even give it, actually, you know what? This might be my comeback player of the year. Okay. But we'll get back to it. There's no rookie tight end that stands out except for Herndon. Yeah, the rookie tight ends usually are, pretend to be terrible, but uh, Chris Herndon is the obvious answer here. Finishes the number 15 overall tight end. And he's really better than that the second half of the year. I think this kid's going to be a player for the Jets. I really do. I think so too. He's talented. He made that one handed catch right the other day. Sure. Um, he, you know, he's a good receiving tight end, and he has a future for him. He ends up as tight end number 15 mm-hmm. uh, in PPR. And, you know, Mark Andrews is another one. I honestly thought that the other, um, what's his name? Now I'm forgetting his name. The, their other tight end, who I like a lot, Hayden. Hayden Hurst. Hayden Hurst I liked a lot. Maybe he'll get involved at some point, but Mark Andrews seems to be the pass-catching talent uh, on this Baltimore Ravens, t- you know, tight end core right here. So I think he's got a future and could be a breakout tight end for next year. Um, and Chris Herndon, obviously, he deserves recognition. He was the top rookie tight end in fantasy this year. Um, Njoku, kind of a disappointment. Yeah, I'd say so. I would say he's the tight end disappointment, kind uh, of. Okay. He still ended up a top 10 tight end, it's amazing, which I mean, is crazy. But, like, it just shows you what you needed to become a top 10 tight end. Like, Kyle Rudolph had one good week all season, and he's now the top number seven tight end in PBR leagues. He had one good week this season, mm-hmm. last week. That's it. Yeah. Number seven overall. It just shows you how weak tight end is. Yeah, it's that weak. It really is. But we have to give credit to a comeback tight end of the year. Do you know who I'm thinking about? Eric Ebron. Oh, you can give it to Yeah, that's a good one. But I'm thinking about the one right behind him. Jerry Cook. Jerry Cook. Bigfoot. Bigfoot. Yeah. Because he's been around forever. Well, I think (laughs) it feels like both of these guys have it. It feels like both Eric Ebron and Jerry Cook are like connected at the hip and like one does well, the other one doesn't, and they kind of switch off and they reverse. You know, Mm -hmm. going into the season, you don't want to start either of these guys. And then by the end of the season, you want to start both of them. That's how good they were. Obviously, Jerry Cook and Eric Ebron both were not good in the fantasy finals. But you look at Eric Ebron, who had, what, 12 touchdowns receiving on the year. He rushed for a touchdown as right. well. Like, 
this came out of nowhere for Ebron. And the crazy thing was that he wasn't even playing the snaps when Jack Doyle came back. He was Jack Doyle was the guy that only brought Ebron in, in the red zone, and they threw it to him every single time. And Jared Cook quickly became the favorite weapon, and maybe the only weapon, of Derek Carr, especially after the Amari Cooper trade. So that's where Jared Cook is. For me, like both of these guys are really interesting next year. Like, can they do it again? Right. Can they not. So Jared Cook, Eric Ebron, forever connected at the hip. Yeah. I think you're going to see more people draft Ebron higher, right? Because Ebron, ha- first of all, is younger. Right, and he's been talented for the longest time. For Detroit, people have been waiting, waiting for him to break out for years. You know, like the whole time on Detroit, people waiting for him to break out never did. Does it with Indianapolis with Jack Doyle out though? So when Doyle comes back, we don't know. Um, but what's interesting about both of them is they both. Ebron had sixty-two catches. Cook had sixty-five. It's not like they just relied on touchdowns. Uh, that's a pretty good amount of catches for a tight end. Sixty-five, eight, sixty-eight yards for Jared Cook and six touchdowns, whereas Ebron had 690 yards and 12 sure. touchdowns. So it's interesting. Both these guys, I think maybe they're a product of what the year entailed with Doyle out for Indianapolis and basically no weapons on offense for Oakland. Cook was the best weapon. I think they both take a hit, and I think they'll probably take a hit in draft stock next year as well because yep. of that, right? No doubt about it. Absolutely no doubt about it. But they, they definitely deserve recognition, though. Mm-hmm. So you're going to say something? No, go right ahead, man. Eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine. It's your boy. It's Greg Sussman. It's fantasy football frenzy. The day after Christmas. Christmas. Let's go. Goonies come out. Let's get them on the lines now. Right Who now. we got? You want to go, to Ed in Connecticut? Evan in Connecticut. Ed in Connecticut. Ed in yes. Connecticut. Yeah. What up, Ed? Good. Yeah, how you doing, man? What's up, Ed? How's it going? Uh, Merry I'm Christmas, all right, man. Listen, man. I uh, Merry Christmas. Championship game Sunday. Mm-hmm. I got two slots to shake you about running back slot. I got Mixon. Uh, I got I got Connor. I got Tony Michelle, and I got um, Matt for them two spots that I want. Them. And give it to me again, bud. Hey, give it to me one more time. Mixon, Michelle, um, Connor, 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 and Matt, hurt. and Marlon Mack. All yeah, right. Yeah. So to me. The first guy I'm going with is Marlon Mack because they're playing everything's on the line on Sunday Night Football, right? Playoffs are on the line, and you are facing Titans defense, and I know people talk up. Marlon Mack is the guy. I love Marlon Mack. I love Indianapolis. I want, I want everything to do with that game because it's the biggest game of the schedule. Mm-hmm. Give me Marlon Mack for sure. Now, James Conner, you don't know that he's going to play. Right. He'll be limited if he does. I'm mentioning Samuels that. has been very good. Absolutely. So it comes down to Joe Mixon or Sonny Michelle for me. Um, Mixon faces the Steelers. Sonny Michelle faces the Jets at home. Mm-hmm. The best two would probably be playing Sonny Michelle and Joe Mixon, right? That's probably the best two. Yeah. But, like, can you bench Marlon Mack in that spot? Yeah. I'm going against my... It's tough. Um, That's what I'm thinking. And the Titans have been pretty tough on D overall, quietly, right? They don't allow too. They don't allow too many, uh, you know, fantasy points against them. Um, I don't know. I really like Mixon because he's a fullback. He does it all. I, I, I mean, Mac does too. I'll probably have to take it back. I probably have to go Joe Mixon, Sonny Michelle. Yeah, I, I mean, have to. I was wrong. I, my gut instinct was wrong. Guys. My gut instinct's wrong. Yeah, I would go. Pat, I would go Michelle and Mixon. I think you should stick with. You know the safer bets. There, I think so too. Right? Don't be so. Don't be stupid on, on your championship week. Yeah, you gotta, your championship you go week. You're right. Play it safe. Play the touch game because you don't know for sure if Mac's going to get the 27 touches or whatever touches he might get. You know, it could be a low amount. You you have no idea with Mac sometimes. Whereas you know Michelle's going to get a ton of touch groundwork. Yep. And you know you know Mixon's going to get a ton of work no matter what. Let me go to Josh in Cali. What up, Josh? 
Hey, what's up, man? I just want to tell you guys uh, Merry Christmas, and uh, I want one of my other leagues, thanks to your guys' advice. I appreciate that. Um, I got another uh, championship week coming up this week. I just need some running back advice. Okay. Uh, I have a uh, – I don't know what to do about Christian McCaffrey. got James White. I also got Jalen Rashard, Mike Davis, um, Jeff Wilson Jr., and Darren Sproles. And Rod Smith. I got to pick up all these guys all right. just in case. <laughs> you just named know. 700 dudes. So how, ma- how many do you need? Yeah, how many do you need? Oh, three. All right, and then one more time. Three running backs. CMC, James White. Okay. You're sorry, I got, uh, CMC, um, I play. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. I got Rashard, Mike Davis, and uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. And Darren Sproles. All right, so I'm going to start Jeff Wilson Jr. James White. For sure. I'm going to start Jeff Wilson Jr. Um, Matt Breed is not going to play this week. So I'll start Wilson. Right. I agree with you. I'll, I'll start James White. Obviously, you start Christian McCaffrey, but I don't know that he plays. Like I, They might bench him this week and be like, we're done with this. Right. Obviously, you, so you watch that. Yeah, right? You have to, of course. You have to play him yeah, if he yeah. plays. Yeah, yeah. But if he's out, you're saying James White. James White, Jeff Wilson Jr. And Jeff Wilson Jr. And the third one I'm thinking is Darren Sproles. You think so? I mean, after last week, the usage he got. Over right? Jalen Richard? I think so. I think so. I think he's more of a. I think he's just as much of a weapon as Rashard is, right? And on a better offense, you know, a better team overall. Rashard facing the Chiefs, they'll obviously be in comeback mode the whole time. Mm-hmm. I'd probably go with Rashard. All right, so he's going to go Rashard. I would say Sproles, but you know, CMC would be the lock. And then we said Jeff Wilson and James White. So when we come back, we'll take more of your calls. Uh, day after Christmas, fantasy football frenzy. You got Sussman. You got the closer, your boy. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build and optimize lineups for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Dad, what are you doing? Cramming for college. I'm the one going to college. Yeah, but we need to figure out how we're going to pay for it all. Discover Student Loans. Discover does student loans? Yeah. They're one of the top student loan lenders in the country. It takes 15 minutes or less to apply, and there are no fees for the life of the loan. Best of all, I can earn cash rewards if I get good grades. Really? Yeah. We still have time to apply and get a great rate. So I can just chill. College kids still say that, right? No one says that, Dad. Really? Yeah. Visit discoverstudentloans.com to apply today. Limitations apply. Indeed knows finding the right hire takes time away from your business. Hiring a qualified data engineer felt like a second job. More job seekers use Indeed than any other site, so there's no better place to find someone with the skills you're looking for. I needed someone with a master's in computer science and database experience. Plus, Indeed screener questions help you find your shortlist fast. Now I'm back to having just one job. See why more than 3 million companies worldwide use Indeed to hire. Post your job at Indeed.com slash hire indeed the world's number one job site source com score total visits the morning after i don't understand how he can sit here with a straight face and tell us how nick Foles is average and now he's saying that the philadelphia eagles they're gonna go to the nfc conference championship game and compete the new orleans saints in new orleans they're a team that can do that and who would lead them to do that nick Foles. i mean if they get to the nfc championship game carson wants to probably start that game no he wouldn't michelle you're an eagle fan yeah how happy would you be if they pulled nick Foles? not happy at all i want nick Foles over carson wentz any day Weekdays, 9 a.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on your popular podcast providers. 
Fire Bavona. White zombie. Look who we got here today. Alex Collins. Alex Collins. What's your last name? Fasano. 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 Like Anthony Fasano. Like Anthony Fasano. No relation. No relation to Anthony Fasano? No. Notre Dame grad, though. Fighting Irish. Go Irish. <laughs> no. Oh, you went to Notre Dame? No. Okay. But I just like to, I like to represent the fighting <laughs> Irish. No, but this is uh, Alex Fasano, our boy, video producer, does all the shows, Frenzy, uh, BFFs, you name it. Morning After. He's our dude. You've seen him before. Big time Steelers fan. Sorry about okay. that. Hey, you know, season's not over yet. Not all over all yet. Baker Mayfield fans, you know what I'm saying? You'll be all right. You know what I'm saying? I believe the season is over. You beat the Patriots. Well, that's, that's also true. You know, <laughs> I, I, I knew Greg was going to say something about that. I have adopted him and uh, Frankie Stample very disappointed in me because I have adopted a jet-like mentality with my Steelers. We beat the Patriots, mm-hmm. and that was the best thing of the whole season. So yeah, that's the best thing. I came get in the next from. day saying, you know what? I don't care what happens. We beat Tom Brady. We finally did it. And then that day they started giving me heat because I said that. But you know what? Look what happened. We, we lost again, you know. I'm not going to get into it. Refs this, refs that. Yeah. Bad play. The season, they did it to themselves. Yeah. The season's not over yet, though. They're, so. not, they're not a Super Bowl team. It's, it's ridiculous. They are such a talented team filled mm-hmm. with so much, and they can't get it done. It is, it is, it is yeah. embarrassing. And you want to get one more shot with Ben. Before well, he well, Ben actually on uh, his, his radio show on 93.7, I think, in Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. he, uh, he has confirmed that he really, he's going to come back next year. Okay. And play for another season. One so, more season. One more season. Not going to have Bell. Least. But you'll have these. Listen, it don't matter with the Steelers. <sighs> Running backs produce on the Steelers since the dawn of time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Willie Parker, D'Angelo Williams. Everybody that's been there. Rashad Mendenhall. Rashad Mendenhall. Had a good year decent, on that team. Decent enough. That's what I'm saying. They, ha- they know how to build an O-line and their scheme works. The be. running backs do well every time. With that being said, 844-843-6879. Last segment of the Fantasy Football Frenzy. Who we got on the line? Steven, Massachusetts, my dude. What's good, Steve? What's up, my man? What How up? Doing, what up? Hey, what up? Hey, I got a couple questions for you. No doubt. Um, the first one, I the first one, it's about uh, guys that got hurt uh, all this year. Is there anybody that any of those guys that you're interested in uh, next year, like Hunter Henry, OJ Howard? Are you are you guys interested in that? You guys like? Want to see how they do in the preseason first before you decide that you want to put them on your roster, or you just don't care wherever they wherever they're going to be at is, is uh, where you're going to target them. Um, well, like Hunter Henry, for instance, right? That's a guy I'm interested in. Yeah, because the Chargers historically are known for throwing to that tight end. Now, of course, Antonio Gates was that tight end. So I, yeah, heard, I heard Stephen A. Smith is in on Hunter Henry too. Actually, oh yeah, <laughs> Stephen. <A. laughs> he That's thinks he's oh, yeah. yesterday <laughs> or exactly. two weeks ago, but um. Yeah, Hunter Henry's a talented player. This was a first-round draft pick tight end in the NFL draft. I think he was drafted in the 20s or something like that. But he was a first-round pick and very talented guy, and he showed glimpses of that um, last year. So I think this is the guy that takes over Antonio Gates' role. He was sharing with Gates when he first came in, so he didn't get the chance to break out, but he could be a breakout candidate. I would absolutely take a flyer on a guy like that. Um, I'm trying to think of other guys that have been injured all I think year. I got one here. Um, one would got? be Cooper Cup. Uh, we saw him okay. get hurt, you know, midway through the season, and we saw how badly this Rams team needed him. You know, Josh Reynolds was there. They had the talent, Robert Woods, but they really haven't been the same since Cooper Cup has been gone. I mean, he finished the season, what do you have, uh, six touchdowns, almost 600 yards, so I think he 
You don't target him yeah. as early as you know your number one wide receivers, but you, you, if you can get a mid mid draft, that's something you want to try yeah. to look at. I mean, listen, six hundred yards and six touchdowns, and he missed pretty much half, half the, season, the season, right? So, I mean, look at those numbers on, on a full scale. He's a guy that can give you, and I think especially in PPR, eighty plus receptions, you know, eleven hundred yards, you know, anywhere from eight to ten touchdowns. He's going to be that guy. So a wide receiver, two candidate for sure. That's a guy you want to look at. Steve, you have anybody else you you have in mind that you're thinking of? That's been hurt all year. Uh, uh, no, I, I just OJ Howard, but that that was it. That was it. Uh, yeah, you you guys you guys hit most of them. For, you guys hit uh, most of them for me. And I had one more question. Uh, mm-hmm. Guys that disappointed you guys this year. Uh, are you interested in uh, going back into it, or like because you know how like it is with fantasy? Like once one guy blows, once one guy burns, you don't really want to go back because like they cost you like a game or something. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Well. There is some guys, obviously. Mm-hmm. First of all, the guy I completely forgot about that I absolutely love and will draft high next year, I don't care, is Gucci Garoppolo, who missed the whole year. Gucci. How'd I forget him? That's your boy. You know what I mean? That's my boy. Like, literally. And I will draft him. I'll draft him at the end, probably as, a, as my second QB, but I will have him on my team, and I think you should absolutely take a flyer on him because look what Nick Mullins did with that San Francisco offense with uh, Shanahan. Uh, did pretty well, and this is a guy who's undrafted rookie. Uh, he wasn't even verified on Twitter. Gucci's going to do better than that. And then the other guys, I mean, Ronald Jones, yeah, I think. Rojo, hey, that's your uh, boy, too. This is my biggest bust of the year, but he didn't even really get to play much. Obviously, he got hurt. He was terrible at blocking. He wasn't getting it done in, in training camp. But this is a guy I would definitely consider. I mean, look at the guys who are winning championships right now for people. Damian Williams. Trash. Trash. He's just in the right system. Trash, though. Um, Derrick Henry did nothing the whole year. All of a sudden, he's popping. Uh, you know, Jalen Samuels, all these backups. Spencer Ware came in for a hot minute. Like, these are guys you would never draft. Yeah, C.J. Anderson when he got C.J. Anderson. Up. Philip yeah. Lindsay, the, besides Saquon Barkley being the rookie running back of the year, one of the best running backs of the year, is a guy you took off waivers. So, absolutely, there's going to be guys that we're not even talking about right now that are going to pop into the scene next year. And I think Rojo's a guy on that radar because Peyton Barber and... You know, Jaquiz Rogers aren't, you know, lead backs. They're not guys you want leading your team. And I think they drafted Rojo for that reason. So, so it's we'll only see. a matter of time until they got that whole system. Um, out and does, that, does that depend on what they do at the quarterback uh, position when you play Rojo? Because that whole uh, Jameis Winston and Ryan Fitzpatrick thing, it, it was like a mess this year. Oh they didn't my God, even know yeah. who the hell they wanted to play. Yeah, was, You're right, Steve. It, it's so complete crazy. mess. You got to be careful with Tampa Bay going into next year because you have to see what they do in the offseason. Right. It's going to be, like I just said, it's. It's either a matter of fix what we got or gut the system and start from scratch. Yeah. And it starts with Dirk Cutter. So. Right. Cutter's going to get fired. Yeah, exactly. Um, then it'll trickle down effect. We'll see who the quarter. It's going to be Jameis, most likely. Yeah, probably. I, I mean, Fitz, you're not going to go to his course. He's old. You know, he's a journeyman. Great backup. Don't get me wrong, but he's not going to be your Doing Harvard proud. Right. Doing Harvard proud. Yeah. <laughs> you got to give Winston another chance. Winston looked better towards the season's end. Um, and I think, you know, we'll see how the running backs shake out and the rest of the team, but they have to do a lot of, they do have to do a lot that team, and it will change. Uh, Mike Williams is another guy I really like. Now he popped, and then he does bad, and then he pops, and he does bad. Classic boomer bust. Most of that is because of usage. If Tyrell Williams is not the wide receiver number two anymore, which I figure he won't be, Mike Williams will take over that role. I think you're in for a huge breakout year for Mike Williams. A huge breakout year. And I mean, borderline. High-end wide receiver two numbers. Possibly wide receiver one. Like, he's going to be that good if he gets the usage, if Tyrell Williams is out of the picture. Um, is there anybody else you're thinking of? 
No, nah, I mean, you hit it on the head. Mike Williams is doing, uh, like you said, I think he could pop and become that new number one. I mean, he got a yard away from 600 uh, yards in the season, nine touchdowns. I mean, the numbers are there. Right, nine touchdowns. The guy barely played. Exactly. Nine touchdowns. So. He might end up with... 13-14 next year. And we see how good this Chargers team really is. So it's it's gonna be uh it's gonna be interesting. Yeah, to they're see, a very good team. Um does. you know, there's guys like um somebody I was just thinking of now on the not the Chargers. Steelers, no. Oh, Hamilton. Hamilton's a guy you might be interested in. Demarius Thomas is gone. Emmanuel Sanders is a, is another year older now, uh, and was injured right now at the end of the season. So we don't know how the, the, the Broncos' offense yeah. is going to look. I'm sure it's going to change a little bit. And what does Cortland Sutton have to do with yeah, that? Yeah, Sutton so. and Hamilton is going to be a, a question for everybody next year. Where do you draft, Which one do you draft first, and which one is going to be the breakout? Because one of them, I think, is going to be the guy you want on your team and is going to do well and be like a wide receiver three, maybe two for you next year. Um, you know, guys like that. I don't know. I, I, yeah, I think, yeah. Mike Williams, you know, you said on there, Mike, Mike Williams, Cortland Sutton, you want to keep an eye on these guys, definitely. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Uh, there's other guys that, like Derrick Henry, is a guy who is very talented, finally broke out. I wouldn't say give up on him. You know what I'm saying? Even with how bad this season has been for him, I would not give up on Derrick Henry just yet. I think he shouldn't be drafted in the fourth or fifth round like you did this year. But he should be a guy you should be taking a flyer on. Any starting running back, for that matter. I mean, look at this. You know, start if you're starting running back, you're getting touches, you're going to produce numbers. Uh, so a guy with talent like Derrick Henry, I think it boosts him up a little bit more than just a flyer. I would take him in like the 10th, 11th, 12th round, something like that, yeah. take my chances on him. Uh, we have any other callers right now? Q. Q. Let's what get Q. Q. What's good, Q? My dude. What's going on, man? What's going on, Chris? What's going on, Jeff? What's good? I What's like good? Goon squad, baby. Yeah, going to Hey, I like that Pittsburgh jersey. Good thing I'm a Ravens fan because y'all get knocked uh, out. There's only mad time to <laughs> Hey, you know what? You guys have a great defense. We used to have one. So defense wins your championships. No, man, y'all don't. It's the coaching, man. Y'all made some crazy mistakes. Very uh, uncharacteristic. John Harbaugh is a great coach. Their defense yeah, has the, always been good on the Harbaugh. Yeah. But the reason why I'm calling, Chris, because the other day you brought us something that was a good point about the college football, right? Mm-hmm. When you said um, the University of Central Florida should have been in there last year, and you was absolutely positively right. Even though Corey's saying they don't play nobody and all this bull crap. If you remember, mm-hmm. the committee, the college committee sucks, and there's not a favoritism there, man. Yeah. They, they they actually put them, matched them up against Auburn, remember? Mm-hmm. And, and, and they beat Auburn, and Auburn was the only team that beat Alabama last year. So, yeah. Remember? And that was that was a bowl game last year, right? Right, and, so, and Auburn was only team that beat Alabama last year, and the committee tried to be slick, thinking like Corey, thinking that they never beat nobody, and then they matched them up against Auburn to try to embarrass them. Right, and the union, and they beat Auburn, and they beat Auburn. So that's what and, I'm saying. You you win a game like that, but that gets put to the side because it's a bowl game, so it's not really a regular season game, and they're not counting that towards like their undefeated streak, like necessarily as like one of the regular season games where they have a tough schedule or anything like that. Yeah, their schedule right. wasn't super tough, but when a team goes undefeated two years in a row, they deserve a shot to get into the playoff. It's hard to say no to a 25-0 and team. It's ridiculous. Exactly. The first year I understand, this is UCF. We're not talking about a high program. They weren't a top 25 program starting that year, so it's very hard to climb up into the top four when you're outside the top 25 and you're not a big program like Alabama or you know even LSU or USC programs like that. They're not a known program like that. So 
For them to climb up two years in a row, I think they deserve a shot. And that's why I think the playoffs should be eight, eight teams, not four. Now, four is great. It's obviously much better than what it used to be, which was just a championship game. But four, I feel like, leaves still a little bit to be desired where you have teams that sometimes the fifth, six teams, they're teams that could possibly win. They could win the whole thing. I mean, they're great teams too. Some of them are undefeated. You know what I mean? Uh, they deserve a shot. So I think if, it, like, you know, if UCF, which ended up, I think, number nine or eight or something like that, should have been the eighth seed if this was an 18 playoff structure, but it's not. And they're out again. Now, next year, they probably got to go undefeated again just to make the top four. Yeah. If they lose a game next year, I guarantee you they take, they take a huge hit and drop to like yep. they're not even gonna 18 look at overall. Any, they're not even going to look at them anymore. Yeah. Even in consideration. So they have no room for error. And, and that's not really fair. I don't think that's really fair, Q. You know what I'm saying? You want some ships, right, my dude? When they, but when they show favoritism to Alabama, now Alabama's getting all the number one recruiters, recruits, mm-hmm. when, they, when they dag on when people, when they go to these, uni, these, these uh, high schools getting these kids. And they and they and they snub in a small university that they went all out their way to get the team together like that. Yeah, that ain't yeah. bad, man. Yeah, I think I think well, that's college. Fun. Yeah, that, that that all falls on the college. It's, but it's, I think it also right, re- it also <laughs> kind of reflects you know the new generations. <laughs> I think. Good house. Let me get off the line, man, so somebody can get a call. Get a call in, man. I do. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you. Good thank, to hear from you. Happy holidays, brother. But about that, I think it also reflects the new generation because he's saying you know Alabama's getting all these new high school recruits and whatnot. I think the, over the last two years. The people are are speaking and and their their voices are being heard. People are like, listen, we got to look at UCF, and yeah. I think that's going to reflect the younger kids. Like, oh, when they go to high school and they they're trying to make their decisions, you know, oh, UCF, it's been twenty five and over the past two right. years. Now I kind of want to see if I can be the one to try and bring this team up to maybe a college football playoff year kind of. Well, thing. you best believe that after. You know, they're getting attention just for being undefeated two years in a row. Exactly. And you best believe that that's going to bring in some recu- recruits because there is spot- a spotlight on them. Mm-hmm. It's not the most positive spotlight because they're not in the top four and they probably should be. But, you know, it's a spotlight nonetheless. The program's doing well. The coach is doing really well. I think they're going to get some more recruits, but that's how college football is. Once you're a big-time program, you're going to recruit five-star athletes from high school, whereas a team like US, UCF are going to get more of the three maybe some four-star yeah. athletes. They're not going to get those five-star caliber players that Alabama is going to get. So it's tough. Uh, anybody else on the line right now? I think we got Bob. Bob. Bob, and, and the show with Bob. Bob, we got to make this quick, Bob. We only got a couple minutes, Bob. I know. I know. I wanted to give Chris a compliment. He's doing very good oh, as thank a you, Bob. You go, host Chris. today. I appreciate it, Bob. I How heard are you? you uh, I heard, Chris, I heard you, uh, you were, like, sighing under your breath when I was on, so. But I wanted to give you good. You're doing very good today. I didn't sigh. You're, you're bringing up I love some, you, Bob. Com, you know, you're bringing up some uh, stats that were very good. I like that. Oh, well, I appreciate Bob it. Bob notices Shout out to Alex, stats. too. Give Alex the young buck a, a hand. And I want to shout out to the Goon Squad, too. The Goon yep, Squad. Goon Squad. Remember Goon that? Squad stay lit. And they're and uh, then, on a lot of ships. I called up earlier to tell him my lineup, but I think I changed one guy. See if you like this for Sunday on uh, my Yahoo right. family. Just got to make it quick, quick, Bob. Aaron Rodgers, right? Mm-hmm. Derek Henry, right? Damian Williams, Corey okay. Davis, Robbie Anderson, Kyle Lockett, Kyle Rudolph, Rudolph uh, Adam huh? from the. Oh, he might be. Oh, question. Oops, I might have to change. Well, that. tell me the change and you made. Baltimore. Just tell me the change you made, and I'll tell you. I changed. Um, I had. Oh, uh, who did I have? Oh, the, Howard from Chicago. 
then I take Derrick Henry. So you switched Jordan Howard for Derrick Henry. Hmm. Okay. Um, I'm okay with yeah, it. I think, yeah. uh, I'm not like, you know, I don't know how much of a difference it's going to make. Listen, if you're looking to hit big and get the perfect lineup, Henry's the better bet. Yeah, so maybe that, that's the, the right way to go because Henry obviously could give you 237 yards rushing and two, three touchdowns. Yeah, I think Bob's, bank, Howard won't. Bob's banking on that. You know, another career yeah. day for him. You need a big, you need big days from you guys. So you need big uh, upside guys. That's what you got to look for, Bob. Trying to help you out here. Um, you know, the Titans are playing the Colts for four at the home six for a huge game. You know, Henry's going to get his touches. I think Henry's the better bet. So hey. good job, Bob. Egon. Thanks, Bob. Thanks, Bob. Happy holidays and happy holidays to the Goon Squad. We got a couple minutes left here. Um, let's talk playoffs. NFL playoffs. <sighs> I mean, you just want to go Super the Ravens. Bowl. <sighs> Look, I, I don't want to really talk about the Ravens, but you have to because, like I just told Q, defense wins championships. Yep. I, I still believe in that. I just don't think they can go all the way, man. I, I, think I don't think they can either. It's just too much talent on, on Team, Kansas City. And it's, it's, you, even, you're on Houston. I'm on Houston as well. Yeah. I, mean, I think they're showing Now, Houston doesn't have too. the D, though. Like, Houston, like, well, they just got torched. Clowney are still there. They're making big plays. They can make pressure. They can, have, uh, you know, make pressure come with their line. Uh, they can get sacks and, and disrupt and, and run and, and you know sure, get I'm pretty sure Houston leads. rush D. Their rush D is not bad. It's their secondary can get torched. Yeah, I mean JJ Watt. JJ Watt's got 14 and a half sacks on the day. It's top five in, uh, defense, in the league. Defense wins championships when it's an elite defense and there's also a average to good offense on the other side. And the Bears have that. There you go. They're the team it. to look out for. And there you have it. Fantasy football frenzy with your boy and Alex. Hope you guys have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Corey and Jim are back.